The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP100 to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie today. Play, win and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark offer you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, get easily trackable line movement and see which team the public backs, view betting trends all day, calculate your return and follow your picks right from your device. So head over to betql.co and download the app. the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That is a new Twitter account. I have actually been giving out wrong the last few weeks, so I forgot to put the the. So make sure you put the the in at the SGP Network. This is a preview show. Last week I did the first part of the preview show. This is the post-transfer window preview show. Uh, and we will be retouching on the Premiership title race and looking at relegation and other prop bets. And I'm joined by my regular colleague from last year, who should be an expert on relegation, Mr. James. <laughs> should be an expert on relegation. We've only had one relegation battle since 2000 in the Premier League since 2005. So, yeah. I'm not that much of an expert, but back in the day, every single season, yes, my team was in a relegation battle. I was I was bouncing around on my locks the other day. Uh, I, I went ten and ten and two at the weekend uh, because I gave out because it was the first day of the season. I gave out some double plays, and some of them are really good, like Sadio Mane to score um, because he scored like every every season that he's been at Liverpool in the opening day, and now he's got four in. Four in the last three, and um, and yeah. So, so but one I, between my lock, I couldn't decide whether it's going to be Chelsea or Burnley Southampton under two and a half. But I honestly was tempted to put the nil nil on as a dog, as in like put a scoreline dog out because I just couldn't see another score from that game at all. It was just it was just so clear to me that you guys and them are just going to be like that all season. I don't know, actually, if you would have watched, um, I don't know if you watched the game, but towards the end of the game, we actually changed the formation and went for it. And because of Danny Ings, I saw that. Yeah, and we've got, a, I don't know how we say his name now, El Nassi or something, I don't know. Um, I haven't actually heard it say that much, but we've got a new new attacking player as well. He came on and changed it slightly. I think going forward, we'll, we will play more attacking as the season goes on. It's just he set us up right at the beginning just to be tight for 60 minutes and then change things. It's so, not so much, it wasn't so much you, it was them as well. Oh, of them, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they only ever win games 1-0. So, but Burnley will be fine. Burnley will have another good season, I think, just because he's so good at setting them up and they're hard to beat and they will win the games 1-0. I just, he's just a perfect manager for a side like that. Yeah, I don't think they'll go down. I, I have a pretty strong idea as to like who will go down. Before we do that, uh, because I already did my uh, top of the table picks already last week, and just to summarise where where I went with that, uh, I had Arsenal in sixth place. Yeah, I've, I, had I actually Tot- think they might even come lower than sixth. <laughs> I, I had uh, I had Tottenham in fifth just because of the no signings in the ground share. Yeah, I had Man United in fourth. I had Chelsea in third, Liverpool second, and Manchester City first. But I did say that you could take if you take ten points off City. I think City might have ten points less, and Liverpool could have ten points more, which which would make the gap between Liverpool and Man City about five points, which sounded about right to me. So that's how that's what I've gone for. So you can take it from there. For me, 
I think it's very hard to, to do anything but City to win the league. The closest challenges, I agree, will be Liverpool. Liverpool this year, if you ever look at Liverpool before, they were great attacking-wise, but defensively, they were weak. You look at it now, Robinson's an experienced left-back. He looks a very good player. Virgil van Dijk is one of, if not the best defender in the world, in my opinion, having seen him at Southampton so many times. Him and Toby Alderweireld, who, funny the thing is, I still don't understand how, um, why Man United didn't sign him. Uh, for me, those two, seeing them every week, they're just unbelievable defenders. So for me, Liverpool, I think they've, they've, uh, they filled in some of the spaces what they were missing. I think they got a challenge. And it really would not be a surprise to me if Liverpool at least took it to like the last day of the season or something, because I think they've got a really good chance. Man United, I actually think, will do better than people think. I think they won't be that far away either. I think everyone's being doom and gloom about United. But they've, they'll, they'll be strong defensively, as they always are. And I think that Lukaku is still capable of getting 20 to 30 goals a season. If they get Sanchez playing right as well, Pogba already, now he's won a World Cup. First game, he looked really good. So I don't think, I, I actually go Man United third. and then I, I have got Man United third. I don't know why I said it that way. Right. I just completely forgot why what I said. I remember covering... Um, Arsenal separately and then talking about Tottenham and Chelsea separately going for the last Champions League place. And That's exactly I why I, I didn't listen to your show but the funny thing is I've got Spurs straight Chelsea for fourth. I, Spurs, because same team all the time, they play for their manager, he's extremely good. They will be up there but they they need one or two more signings to be able to really, really compete. And with the new stadium coming up, they're not putting that money in. So it's one of those that if Spurs can hang about, keep the manager, keep their big players for another couple, one or two more seasons, then they'll have that big money from the stadium. Like a bit like Arsenal in a few years, uh, which Arsenal never really put it back in, which was the funny thing. But uh, Spurs, just because of their manager and some of their quality players, if they stay fit, they'll be up there. For me, Chelsea, I have no clue whatsoever. They had a good enough team, which hasn't changed that much in the last couple of years, to win the league. But the other teams have improved dramatically. I don't know how much they have improved. So I think they'll be battling for fourth. Arsenal, they looked awful in the first game. And when you look at that team sheet, I just don't see how that team sheet competes with the top four or five. I just don't see No, it doesn't. Does. It, it doesn't, and I outlined that at the beginning. I said I said that it wouldn't. I said they could get closer because they're certainly not going to have that away record again last year. But I think against other than Tottenham, against um, all the other top sides, well, they're not they're not going to get anything away from any of the top five. And um, and then it's it's give and take whether what they do at home. I think yeah, they're gonna they're gonna beat they're gonna destroy a Cardiff at home uh, or a Huddersfield and whatnot like they've always have done. But again, I don't see too much changing at Arsenal. Do you know the team which I think could slip in above Arsenal? Who I've I've been predicting they'll get good is Everton. Right. That first game, they had a player sent off, so they only had 10 men. But they've got Rickarlison, who I really rated at Watford. He was, you know, fantasy pick at the beginning of last year. And something happened, you know, with, with him and Silva. You know, when Silva left, he went off the boil. Um Walcott, for me, is a top player. Sigurdsson, for me, is a top player. So I think that the three of them is going to be unbelievably dangerous going forward. Then they've got, I think, you know, Michael Keane at centre-back. He'll have a good season. They've got, for me, Snyderlin and, and Gay are two of the best, you know, defensive midfielders in the league. They're some good, they've, got, they've, they've got some very good players. So wouldn't, I think they're nailed in for seventh. But it wouldn't surprise me if Arsenal don't have a great start, if Everton battle with them for sixth. Uh, yeah, that would put Emery, Emery's job on the line if they don't actually, if, if they are battling for sixth and seventh place. Um, look at, look at mean, Man United when Moyes took over. Taking over someone who's been in the club for that long is unbelievably difficult. So for me... I think that's a good bet for him to. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll sack him until the end of the season. 
I don't think they would do that. A bit like Moyes, he went, what, about three games before the end of the year when Giggs got take, took over, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so I could see something like that possibly happening. But the expectation at Man United was to, was to, win, was to retain the title under Moyes. The expectation of Arsenal is what? I mean, do they have to finish top four financially? Yeah, they're, they're one to two to finish in the top six. Yeah. For- so I, I don't think it's a bad bet. So I, 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 I surely don't think they're going to get as bad as Everton. We shall see. We shall see. But I, 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 I think Everton, if you want to go your Everton way, it's, are building it's three something to one. There. It's three to one for Everton to make the top six. Yeah, that's my... Um, I actually could get four to one, I think, somewhere when I was looking. Oh, okay. So that that was just a little outside bet for me. I just, even though Everton have been poor over the last few years, um, considering what they've bought and the expectations of Koeman, uh if Silva get, I think we'll know in the first few matches if Silva's going to get it right there and if is going to get it right there. But I just think it's a good little one to look out for. Well, I'm just going to run through some quick odds for top four finishes. Liverpool one to six, Man United one to two. Chelsea and Tottenham are both four to six, and uh, so you can't, you can't separate them either. And Arsenal are two to one, Everton fourteen to one. Yeah, I can't see, I can't see Everton break it. I can't see anyone ever getting into that top four now. No, the gap's just the gap's just too big between the top. So I would say five or six compared to the rest. You never know if Everton keep building one player at a time like they are, and they keep holding on to players then Everton have got the money and they've got the history to be able to, to possibly do it. But yeah, it's going to, it's going to be extremely tough. Let's have a look at the, um, those, those relegation odds. I'm trying to find the, um, the next manager to, to go odds, but um, they're not where I'm looking. So I'm going to go onto odds checker for that instead, because uh, Skybet aren't offering a market on it currently. Um, so the relegation odds, I, I pretty much agree with completely. Uh, Cardiff one to two, Huddersfield five to six, Brighton nine to four, Fulham three to one, Watford three to one, Burnley ten to three, Newcastle four to one, Bournemouth nine to two, Southampton five to one, and uh, I don't think we need to go any lower. I don't West Ham, Palace, Wolves, Leicester, Everton are all safe. I think. I, d- I don't know. I wouldn't say Wolves are completely safe. I think when you get promoted. Wolves, you know, Wolves have got, it looks like they've got some good players, a good start to the season for them. But I think it's difficult when you get promoted. So I don't want to say Wolves are 100% safe. You would say the rest probably are, yeah, 100%. For me, I put the main ones were Cardiff, Huddersfield, Brighton, Watford, Newcastle and Fulham. They were, I think it's between those six. I think more than likely Cardiff, like I just don't see how they can stay up. No, Cardiff and Huddersfield this year are quite clearly the worst two teams in the league. Huddersfield haven't added too much. Cardiff's uh, promotion was a complete fluke. Um, They haven't made that promoted team. Sometimes a promoted team comes up and makes a a really surprising start, but they kind of got completely outclassed by Bournemouth, who, who, you know, would, could be down there themselves, but no, neither can I No, Eddie Howe's just but, too good a manager and they've got some quality. They Callum Wilson looked really good in that first game. And before he got injured, he looked like he could be a 15 goal a season player in the premier league. And straight away in that first game, he looks, I think he'll get 15 goals this year. So, and that'll keep them up. And they got players like Defoe to come off the bench. Now, they've got some quality there, and he's a great manager. But for me, Bournemouth is safe. No, yeah, but I mean, like, Bournemouth, to look that far apart, Bournemouth will be down there. What I mean is they'll be... They're yeah, yeah, yeah. The they'll be half. probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to look, to, to look that like. classy against Cardiff, where they, they won 2-0 and missed a penalty, the gap's way too big. It's not like... Um, Liverpool or Chelsea have done that to Cardiff like Bournemouth have done it to them so that just, it's just bad signs already yeah completely agree for me Cardiff I just cannot see them they have the, from what I can tell I, I don't watch the championship like I used to where you could then know what players were really good in the championship but everything that I'm seeing and reading. And from that first game, I actually watched a Bournemouth game. They just, they, I had it on like in the background. I don't think they look that good. 
Who's the other? If you think Huddersfield are... are That's what I cannot work out. I think Huddersfield... I don't think Huddersfield, from what they had last year, they have got some good players. They've got a manager. They've got a ground where they're going to make it tough. I think they'll be... You know, they'll they'll get to 30-odd points and they'll be close to staying up. But when you look at them last year, they ha- they had this amazing start to the season last year. I don't see how they can have that start to the season, which means I just don't think they'll have enough to stay up. For me, Brighton will 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 be extremely close to staying up or will stay up because they, once again, a little bit like Huddersfield, but I think they've got that slight bit more better quality than what Huddersfield have. So I can see why Brighton are definitely the, the third favourites to go down. And if you had to put money on it, I think I probably would. Watford are a weird one. They looked, they looked good in that first game, you know, getting, but they're a weird one because if things don't go well, they had it last season when things don't go well and they start losing games, then they start, heads start going down. And that isn't that camaraderie in that football club where they'll, they'll just change managers. And I think the players know that. So for me, Watford are two results away constantly of being able to going down because they lose two in a row, their heads go down and they go in an awful run and then they just change manager. And if that manager doesn't make an impact, then they'll go down. So Watford are never, ever safe because they're always two results away of losing six in a row and then changing manager. And then you just don't know what's going to happen. Never one to look out for is Newcastle. They, yeah, I was going to say. Just because they haven't, they're, they're not investing. And what will happen if they lose a couple of games in a row, the fans will start getting really bad. They will get really bad. Benitez will just walk and then they're in trouble. Fulham, because he didn't get any money. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're always, he's constantly trying to sell. They're in a club that, they're another club that are just on that verge just on that verge of if they lose two in a row, especially two home games in a row, the whole football club changes. And the other one is Fulham, just because they have been promoted. They have actually got some good players. There's no doubt about it. But not having that experience in the Premier League, it's, um, they'll be, they'll be, I think they'll be down there. But it's difficult to know with these promoted sides. But for me, Brighton, Watford, Newcastle, they're probably the free ones. I've got them above and then Fulham slightly below um, to, to go down. And I think it's just a case of I wouldn't be putting money on things now. I would just be as soon as two results go with these teams, that's where that's when you can probably go, right, I can stick some money on them going down. Because sometimes you looked at they could they could be even in like 10th place, one of these teams, especially Watford or Newcastle two home defeats, then I think you can, you can stick some money on them to go down and get some quite good odds. Yeah. I mean, there's better prices at some places for Cardiff, but I mean, generally the order of these teams is, is, is quite, is the same everywhere. Some people have swapped over Watford and Fulham, but um, I, I, I think it is between Cardiff, Huddersfield and then Brighton and Newcastle. I really can't see anyone else getting sucked in. Not even Southampton again this year. I just feel that they they've bought well, well they've bought like one decent player in defence. Uh, Danny Ings is a loan, I think. But um, loan to buy. I just it's not even. It's it's a hundred percent buying him. There's no like. It's just because of uh, um, financial fair play. They loaned him, and we are hundred percent buying him next year. Uh, we've got another good attacking player. Stuart Armstrong looks good. We we won't be in a relegation battle. I could see enough in that end of the first game. I feel as though we'll be 14th or above. Probably more like 10th, I think, we'll finish. Um, okay, so let's move on. I just wanted to just cover this one category quickly. I just want to read you out the prices and see if there's anything you like here, and then we'll move straight on from it. Um, it's top half finish. Um Everton four to eleven. Yeah, uh, let's, let's say the top six are gone. So this is seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth, really. Um, so there are some. There could be a value here for some someone. Uh, Everton four to eleven. Leicester eight to eleven. Wolves, See, Leicester, 11. Just talk about Leicester quickly. They've made some good signings. They've got some good players, but they have one of the worst managers I have ever seen. So oh, okay. he is 
he's just awful. He will he will rotate players who are in banging form. He will take their best players off off the pitch. He is I don't know why he didn't play Vardy the other day because he didn't play any football during the World Cup and he would have caused United a problem and he did for like the last 10 minutes anyway. He's, he hasn't got a clue. So I would not be backing Leicester to do anything. It wouldn't surprise me if they came something like 12th this year just because even though they should come top 10, the players they've got he is awful. Anyway, that's Leicester. Uh, let me carry on. Um, Wolves eleven to ten, West Ham five to four, Palace five to four, Southampton two to one, Newcastle five to two, Burnley five to two, Bournemouth five to two, Fulham four to one, Watford nine to two, Brighton five to one, Huddersfield fourteen to one, Cardiff twenty to one. The one I like is West Ham. I can't. I don't know why they're five to four. Uh, I don't know how they finish below. Leicester and Wolves, um, for me, they they look like almost nailed on to be eighth. I know they lost 4-0 at the weekend, but that team will not finish in the bottom half with, after spending $100 million. I mean, they were almost in the top half last year. Yeah, but look. Look what happened last year, though. They are, they are once again, they're two results away from having a meltdown again. That's the problem with these teams, is when things go bad, they will go really bad at West Ham. And they all have pro- – look at that. I mean, have you ever seen anything like it at a football club, what happened last year? They, everyone hates their owners. They're not a fan of the manager. So I, that, I can see why the odds are there. Because like, West Ham, they could go either way. West Ham are the type of team to have lose a couple of games, especially after they lost the first game. They could lose a couple of games, and they could be on Moy's back and all of that. So, no, I'm not – yes, their team should be easily, when you look at it – out, you've got Everton, I think, are nailed on. Leicester's team really should be top eight, but, but the, the cloud is awful. I, I, in that list, as a good bet, I'd look at Southampton. It's only one season that we finished outside of the top eight in the past like five years. And even though we haven't got the greatest team, when you look at the rest of them, Hughes has got a de- decent amount of experience. I think if we can get we can get scoring some goals. I think we're we'd be a very good bet to get in the top ten. What do you think of uh, West Ham? I still think. As in, did you? I mean, do you, do you not? So you don't think this will click at all with all these new signings and and everything that they it's that West they Ham. Anything can happen. That's my. That's my. I I don't think it's a bad bet. I think I think the odds are where they should be because. I think it's a gamble, them, just because of the nature of their football club. There's so high expectations. They hate the owners. They're not a fan of David Moyes as a manager. So it's one of those that I think the next two results are crucial for them. Okay, let's move on from that. I only wanted to cover that quickly because I wanted to spend a little bit more time on on other markets we didn't do um, last week. Uh, let's have a look at top goal scorer because people are pretty interested in that one because um, it relates to fantasy as well. If you obviously have a good lean towards um, a top goal scorer, then you have a lean towards who you want to put in your fantasy team throughout the season. Um, Harry Kane, 130. Salah, 72. Aubameyang, 13 to 2. Aguero, 7 to 1. Lukaku, 12 to 1. That's big. Uh, Mane, 12 to 1. Jesus, 16 to 1. Uh, Lacazette twenty five to one. Is there any name you want me to give a price for? Is that so, really much? To be honest, what I'm annoyed about is that we didn't do this before Saturday because Marnie's odds have probably dropped from something like thirty to one, and I put him as my captain as my fantasy team, and he would have been a good outside bet, but probably not at twelve to one. I think the odds are a bit too high. They've just dropped it because he scored two goals on the first day, which is annoying. But for me, Marnie's a good outside bet just because. I feel as though I just got this funny feeling with Salah, hence why I haven't put him on my fantasy team yet, that he's going to, they are really going to try and put a a man on him quite often. And even though he's so good, he will score a lot of goals. I just feel as though he he won't have the season that he did last year because everyone knows how good he is now. Right. I I just, I I don't like a midfielder at that price anyway. I think that, 
a lot of that was down to yeah, you're right. The fact of the factor of new, nobody knew nobody knew where he was, and when there was the positions that he would take up, a lot of the team were playing for him. I think there'll be more competition at Liverpool now for that front three. I don't think Sadio Mane and Firmino will just be okay with trying to get Salah to the record. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I think that's a hard thing to repeat as well. Um, who, do, who do you like on this list? I think well, I don't understand why. Lukaku would be 12 to 1 whereas Kane would be something like 10 to 3 because you'd think the teams are going to cause similar amount of goals and I think we we were both teams rely on their strikers equally for me I don't see the problem with Lukaku is and I put a little note here he doesn't score lots of goals in games he won't score three or four goals in a game he'll he'll get two occasionally and he'll score one you know five games in a row he'll get you 20 to 25 goals he doesn't look that type of goal scorer that will get you 30 plus goals which looks like you might need to win the golden you know the top goal score golden boot whichever one way you look at it so for me Lukaku is going to always be up there and he will score the same amount of goals every year and then one of those years, it might be good enough because the other scorers won't have a 30 goal a season. He's going to play most of the games. There's no doubt about that because uh, I, I don't see Rashford starting up front by himself in, in, in games instead of Lukaku. That was obviously the first game of the season because Lukaku had the long World Cup. Lukaku's, at those odds, is not a bad bet compared to Kane. Kane just because of Tottenham is going to start every single match. So already he's got an advantage over someone like Aguero who probably won't start every match. I got they'll wrote, they've got the players that they'll rotate it more and Azus will play a few, especially after champions league game. Aguero will probably be rested in a big champions league game afterwards or before. So that's why I'm always hesitant on Aguero just because of Man City's attacking options Salah I got a feeling will probably start every game um, so I think it's a real tough one which is it's exciting because there are some amazing attacking options there I can see why Kane is favourite just because of the fact he'll start every game and they just the whole team's built around Kane yeah, I've seen a bet here. Kane, uh, 11, how many goals will he score? It's about 365. How many goals will Kane score against Man United and Fulham? This is obviously falling into the, uh, the not scoring in August thing. And he's 3-1 to one to score zero, which right. I think is quite big. Um, I, I think I personally think he will break the hoodoo. Uh, he probably will score against Fulham at the weekend, um, but um, but yeah, well, I he still just think doesn't it... score at the beginning of seasons for some reason, and I've made the mistake of putting him in my fantasy team in August. Yeah, well, he's three to one to repeat that. He's he's it's a massive underdog that he doesn't score in those those next two games. So that would kind of says to me that at the weekend to score against Fulham, he might be around about one to two to score. I don't think I'd be touching that bet at all. Um, but he probably will score. Um, Okay, so the last one... Who are you going for for top goal scorer? I know we've talked about it, but who would you put money on? Or why are you putting any money on it? Because I wouldn't put money on this. Uh, the each-way market pays out um, on the top four places at a quarter of the odds. So you're getting Romelu Lukaku at three to one to be in the top four? Oh, that's that a nailed-on bet. bet. That's a good bet. Yeah, because it's each way's quarter of the odds. So the quarter of the odds of 12 to 1 is 3 to 1. So it's 3 to 1 for Lukaku to be in the top four. Can't see him being outside the top four. No, Maybe I, he won't win. No, I agree with that. That's a really good bet. Yeah, find those. Yeah. Little, you've got to find those little edges on things like this. I don't think he'll be top goal scorer, but he'll be 100% in the top four. So I. Uh, Looking at positions and everything like that, um, there's there's to finish in the top four, not to finish in the top four, to be relegated, top half, bottom half. Um, we've pretty much covered that by looking at the top half. So I think the most interesting market to look at to finish off with would be the PFA Player of the Year. And obviously there's huge odds here. Uh, it's been won by people like Kante. Over, over, I can't remember. It was Salah that won last year in the end. It should have been De Bruyne because it shouldn't really go to the team that finished second. Or Liverpool didn't even finish second. They finished fourth. Um, 
that's the funny thing what Mourinho moans about. He's, he says he always talks about how he shouldn't even give a shit because it's the media's nothing to do with him. But he talks, he complains about how the media perceive teams that haven't won anything. And and if you listen to them, it, you'd, if you listen to the media, it'd be like Man United were trying to survive relegation and and uh, Liverpool and Tottenham are world beaters and stuff. And there is that perception in the media, but it is irrelevant to, I mean, he, he's talking up finishing second as a massive achievement and against the odds and how he doesn't get any respect for it. And it's, it's just very odd, his, his mannerism. But what proves that, what proves that, that kind of um, mentality true is that he, is that Mo Salah did get the PFA player of the year. So this is anybody's. Uh, it doesn't necessarily go to the, the league winner, but the favourite is De Bruyne, 6-1. to one. Salah, 7-1 to one to retain it. Hazard, 12-1. Pogba, 16-1. to one. Mane's way down, 25-1. to one. I'd go out. I'd go... Is there an each way on that? Can't be an each, each way. way on mo- no, no can't not be. an each way on a pair. No, no. Because no. even then they might give a second or something like that. No, they wouldn't be. Um, I, as an outside bet, Mane, I I feel he's at one point going to have an amazing year. I, I, I've Ever since I saw him play at Southampton, I think he's a top, top player. So I think Mane is a really good outside bet. I think as a, a Salah, I think it'll be hard to repeat last year. So I don't think I'll give it to him because... If you have a worse year than the year before, I don't think that they'll do it. I can see why De Bruyne's up there because Man City will Yeah, because if they league. win the league, he's got to be the one that they give it to, I would think. Probably. Um, I'm trying to think of this. Sterling started well. What odds are Sterling? Yeah, uh, it, uh, it's weird with those rotation players. That's the problem. That's why I, I don't like them. That's why I I'm, I'm hesitant. I put Sani in my fantasy team, and I'm so annoyed about what happened at the weekend with him bringing on for two minutes. Is I'm, I'm worried about putting any Man City players in my team now, especially some, you know like captain yeah, or something like that, because you don't know if they're going to start. So, but is what odds is Sterling? Because he looked good. Uh, have a look. Could be way down. Forty to one. That's another good bet. That year that Liverpool almost won the league, he was amazing. He's he, so they're good little outside bets. Those types of ones, they're the ones I'd be looking for for outside bets. I mean, Kane. If Kane, if just if anyone's top goal scorer this year, I think they will also win this. So that would be a good little double if you can get it anywhere. If anyone lets you have it. Uh, I think that the favourite might be right. I think once once De Bruyne gets in to back into the team, he'll be playing every game or at least thirty five of them. And um, I just feel that the only reason that he lost this last year was because Mo Salah scored so many goals from out wide. Now, if Salah's at a normal amount, like which which a, a twenty six goals for Salah will be a really good return. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah, um, if Salah does come up with something between twenty, twenty to thirty goals, um, then I think Kevin De Bruyne, with ten goals and ten assists, for example, would probably win this, especially if City have won the league. But only if City have won the league, because obviously, if City don't win the league, the value opens up on everybody else underneath. Yeah, then all of a sudden. You have a Naby Cater or for me... If Sterling necessary. scores 15 goals this year and gets 10 assists, though, the perception is Sterling would then probably get it over De Bruyne. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because it's one of those that he's so good and consistent every week, but he's not necessarily like a flair player. They're more likely to get it. So... Yeah, it's. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if if there's a more of an outside bet. Hence, like Salah won it last year. I think everyone expects De Bruyne to be nine out of ten every week. So if he is nine out of ten every week, and someone else is nine out of ten every week, who isn't expected to be nine out of ten hour week every week, who's going to win it? The player that wasn't expected to, more than likely. 
out of everything that we've gone through on here, what's is there anything here that like stands out, like any market that we covered or anything kind of obviously it's not a lock dog parlay kind of show. But, I like the um, Lukaku to be in the top four each way, to be in the yeah. top four goal scorers. That for me is uh, is for me is the, that would be my lock. If I had to look at all of those bets, yeah. that would be. I think that's a really good little little bet that people won't spot. Let's so okay. So let's finish up then with um, we'll both do it. Um, I'll go first, and then you you follow. So I'm going to get a top six, a bottom three, a top scorer, and a player of the year. Um, so I'll go with I've I've done mine. So it's um, Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea. Tottenham Arsenal um, relegation. I'm going to go for Newcastle, um, Newcastle, Huddersfield, and Cardiff. Uh, top goal scorer. I'm going to just go for Harry Kane because he's just going to play day day eight games because they haven't got anything else that they can do. And um, player of the year, I'm going to go for De Bruyne to go along with the the title. I'm going to go Cardiff, Huddersfield, Brighton. I'm just going to play easy. Your top six the same as mine. Top six. Uh, I'm going to go Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal. Right. Uh, I'll go top goal scorer. I'll go Kane just because of the fact he'll play every game. So if he's, if he doesn't get injured, then just statistically, he's got more chance of getting it, I feel. And then what was the other one we're going for? Player of the year. I'm going to chuck it in there. I'm going to go Mane. Okay, 25 to 1, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's the second half on our preview show. I actually just wanted to finish up with like the last bit, the reason we put this off. Uh, the, um, this is post-transfer window, so obviously everything that we've done there is given the post-transfer window signings into consideration. Uh, yeah, Man United didn't get a defender. We didn't know that when I did the last show. Um, there was still talk at the time of them getting them. West Ham have obviously made more signings. Everton had a big deadline day. Um, who do you think won the transfer window? Um, and um, then off the back of that, is there any fantasy picks that you're going to give out for a season? I get the feeling that your main one's going to be stick with Mane. <laughs> yeah. So do you know what? I don't know if when you look at it, you don't look at the like transfer window and say, wow, that team has blown everyone out of the water. They've spent ginormous and they had the amazing transfer window. I think there's teams in there that will be extremely happy. Teams that I like this year, for example, Crystal Palace. I think keeping Sahar, he is a top, top player. And I really like the look of Palace this year. West Ham looks strong. I think Southampton, for us... We've sold all our best players, so we can't really sell anymore. Um, so for us, it's been the best transfer window we've had in a while because we haven't sold a lot of players. So I don't think anyone had an amazing transfer window. Obviously, Spurs, the funny thing is they didn't buy anyone, but they've also kept the likes of Kane who is and, and Deli Alley and those types of players. Arsenal don't think, just as we said, just don't think look great. Everton looks stronger. So it's one of those that not much has changed since last year. Really. Not a ridiculous amount. So no one had an amazing transfer window. Um, you look at it, Huddersfield didn't do anything. Brighton really didn't do anything. So the teams that didn't really didn't do anything at all, they're the ones that are going to struggle. Newcastle, for example, as well. And... Um... Fantasy. Fantasy, by the way, what a week I had. 98 points. If I, if Man United would have kept a clean sheet, I'd have had over 120 points, roughly. And if they hadn't brought in Sane, I'd have had an extra five points. I was close to being the leader this week from just literally, if they had stopped both games at 90 minutes, (laughs) I would be right up there. So that was a bit disappointing. So for me, Luke Shaw... Is every year I think it's going to be his year, and I thought this year, especially because Ashley Young wasn't going to start, he looked good in that first game. So for me, Luke Shaw is a nailed-on fantasy. I hate giving out fantasy picks now because before I was chasing, so I didn't mind. Now, now I'm ahead. I don't know if I want to give. Oh, uh, you're in picks. a position I was in all last year where I had to give away 
my plan. The thing is, no one followed her because they were chasing me and they were. Yeah, that's true. If you just follow my team every week, I win the league. Um, so for me, my, I, I, what I've, well, I've really put a lot of time and effort in this week in contact and looked on Twitter to see if certain players were going to start first game. And my mate's an Everton fan. And I said, how good does Ricarlison look first game? And he said, he looks good. So I put Ricarlison in. Mane for me, I thought it was going to be his year. Captain in first game. So Mane's a good pick. Neves, I didn't take Mane, but I gave Mane out as a bet to definitely score. But then you didn't put him in your fantasy team. No, because I already had, had Liverpool uh, Firmino. And, I already had Firmino and Salah, and that, and they're going to stay there permanently. So I didn't want all three because it's too much of a split of points. See, I haven't put Salah in because I thought thirteen million. Can I get? More it's a points? lot. It's a lot. If Mane comes within four goals of Salah, if Mar, if one scores twenty, even five, if one scores twenty, one scores twenty-five, Salah scores five more goals than him, then that four million throughout the whole season is going to be massive value it's a lot I, I i agree that it's a lot for to justify the four million gap between the two players who are going to play exactly the same amount of the funny thing is However, i've i've got six million still in my transfer bank i got oh 90, really you've only spent 94 million on the team yeah and i've got 98 points first week well i mean my definite players are i, I mean again i i've got I think I I didn't even though I didn't do it I did look at the the Mane aspect uh, because of the, the the price difference I was only worried that Mane if he didn't get off to that flying start then I think Mane's the expendable for Shakiri um, and Shakiri will get some football that's that's the issue that I have because Mane's the third choice in that front three Salah's the first choice uh, Firmino's the second choice at the moment depending on how fit Daniel Sturridge stays because I can honestly see Shakiri and Sturridge getting into that front three because otherwise, unless Sturridge and Shakiri are um, acceptable replacements, they're not going to win the league. They can't play the front three for 38 games. Well, so you're going to have to bring I think Salah in the Champions League, they will rest him in the league occasionally if we get to that. They'll get a little bit like Man City where they rest one or two of these players because they've got options now. Yeah, so that so that that's really going to be that that's really going to be the issue. Is it is is Mane going to be just behind Mo Salah? If he overtakes him, that's brilliant. Last year it was actually the other way around. Mane was priced five point five uh, half million more than Salah, and Salah blitzed him. So I mean, it's, it's bound to even out eventually. I thought Sane was a good pick. I don't anymore. I don't think anybody from City who plays out wide is a good pick. The only City player who's safe is De Bruyne. Is Edison. It looks like he's very keen to play Laporte and Stones only. Um, obviously, Mendy now is, is, the, is the guaranteed I left like back. I like Mendy. Uh, do you know yeah. what? Out of, for Man City players, I'm looking at Mendy. There's, there's loads of fullbacks that I like in, in fantasy. I like Charlie Daniels for a cheap one. I like uh, Luke Shaw for Man, for Man United. I didn't I think put Charlie Daniels get... in because the Bournemouth fans were saying that he might start the first couple of games, but long term, uh, they've bought a left back. Yeah. So that's why I didn't do Charlie Daniels. Well, he's Bolly as well at Wolves for the same price, who I like as well. Um, I think everybody's in. clocked on to, I think everyone clocked on to Nevis. Yeah. I just looked at the value and saw that he's a good great goal scorer so I put yeah I put him in I think a lot of people did looking at other people's teams for me Sahar was good value up front uh, I put Ben Benteke as well because just because of the value for him but he's someone that I, I still think Anatovic is good value I think Anatovic is a 38 yeah. game player yeah, yeah I, I 7 agree. million um, McCarthy is a good option as a second keeper because we're quite defensive um, he was good value uh, and then I've got a list of the funny thing is I put a list of players this week that I might look to transfer in. And in the end, I brought Walcott in because uh, he started the first game and I think he'll get a good number of goals for the value that he is. I'm, I put, brought Walcott in because I um, gay uh, is it Hudson Adoy. Have you say his name? He looked really good preseason. I didn't know if he would get a sniff at Chelsea, but he wasn't in the top 16. So I'm taking him straight out. And also I had Bednarak as a um, cheap player because they didn't know who was going to start out of him, Stevens and Yoshida. As he didn't start the first game, I don't think he'll start any other games. So they were just like a couple of cheap little bargains uh, that I put in just to see 
if um, they would start. And now I'm going to transfer in more money for value players. But I just put a list of decent players I'm going to look to transfer in at some point if they keep it up. Callum Wilson, I think he might get 15 goals a year. Van Aanholt yeah. looked good for Palace, and I know a lot of people were looking at him. Uh, how do you say the uh, Chelsea midfielder, Jorginho? Jorginho, only five million, yeah. And, um, but hasn't, takes penalties, yeah. Only scored three goals last season for Napoli, which is why... I was put. On, I put off him. I left a ton of points on my on my. Uh, sorry, it wasn't when I was picking my team with my son. My son left a ton of points on his bench. He left um, Nevis and Georgino on the bench, I believe. Yeah, he uh, Holabas um, two 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 assists in the first game. Pereira two goals in the first game. Dali Ali is a is a streaky player. Scored first game, so he might gun. Vertonghen. Um, as a Tottenham centre back, Salah obviously is an option. Robinson looked good first game. Um, Trent, well, we've, given, we've given out a lot. So, well, what would you say would be three people that you think you put in week one and they could be there week thirty-eight, providing they don't get injured? Lot like, if we go for free each before, because obviously we're throwing out loads of options, and that's I think that will add more to the confusion. To be honest, yeah, but I'm just saying there's certain players that you you you, you just, for me Mane is. He, he, yeah, I there's certain players. I get what you mean. Like in terms of if you've got something in your mind and you have gaps of three, five million here, and you think, yeah, oh shit, exactly. I, I, I want to get this player in, and I've only got four point five here. And there's different levels. I agree. Like your five million player for me is, is Nevis. Yes. This year. Yeah. I think there's and a Jorginho lot. Of, there's a lot of six bench. to eight million players like Rikarlison, Sahar, as you mentioned, Naltovich. There's a lot of those types of players that are going to get you decent points. Um, and the funny thing is, I haven't put in, in my team any of the big players. So a lot of these, a lot of people are putting in Kane, Salah, you know, maybe Sanchez, Guerrero. I thought I long and hard this week. I thought long and hard. Like I almost had Mane and Salah because I was going to take, get rid of, um, I was going to get rid of Sane. And that would have, and if I had Mane instead of Sane, Oh, uh, then great week, I, then yeah. I would have had then I was had to have Morata up front. The whole decision hinged on Morata versus Firmino. Now Morata looks like he's going to get a full season now, and I just wonder if you think that he'll come good at all. He's only he's gone down to nine million. He looked now good at the beginning game. of last season. I thought we looked to play. I think I put him in the fantasy team and then he went awful. Yeah, he's, he's two million cheaper. For than me, last year. what I'm really going to make sure is, is, is players are often streaky. So as soon as a player scores like in two games in a row, you've got to stick them straight in. So that's what I'm going to be looking for is as soon as they score two games in a row, then I'm going to put them in. And that's why I left my tactics this year was only spend 94 million and leave that gap for a big player. If Sahar scores two free goals in the next game against stuff, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make sure I put him in that side because it looks like he is going to have the season that he did have last year. You know, if Kane starts scoring, I've got the money to put him in. If yeah, Morata. So I, I've left that gap there to to put one of these big players in there. All right, uh, I think that's it. I think we've covered everything that we didn't cover that I didn't cover last time on my own show. Um, yeah, so um, obviously. Hold on two seconds. I'm trying to have a look if we have. Yeah, we have. We have covered. We have. We have covered everything that I wanted to wanted to cover. Obviously, like we got off to a decent start last week on the EPL show week one. Uh, somebody else is coming on for week two. Obviously, you're not going to to be there throughout. But do you just want to let people know why that is? Uh, because obviously, the guys that run this podcast are from California, where you are. So. We haven't fallen out or anything like that. It's just slowly no. down to business. But you want to tell people what you're doing? So I, I'm, I'm a realtor in California. I moved here about 18 months ago. I live down in Carlsbad, but I cover all of San Diego County, Orange County. I'm even buying places for a, an investor in Palm Springs. So, yeah, uh, I help people buy and sell houses. So I'm so busy with work and at the moment that it's just really difficult for me to be able to commit every week to Billy. So it's much better for him to, to get someone else on the show. And I have promised him that I'll be able to help him out on some of the big shows. I do love doing this, 
but it just comes down to time, effort and money. And unfortunately, it does take, believe it or not, it does take more than just coming on air doing this show. You've got to do the pre- you've got to do the prep to be able to actually know what you're talking about. You've also got to watch a lot of the games at the weekends. And so it's one of those that I cannot commit to it for the whole season. But if there are anyone out there that wants to buy or sell a home, then I am here for you. Then you can go on my website, www.mrjamesgeorge.com. Uh, and then you can also like follow me on Twitter at Mr. James George. I've got lots of ones in my realtor stuff as well. So yeah, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, please do. Cool. And uh, I am at Dirty Sheets Pod. I'm also at um, the website lockbetting.com. That's where I'll be writing articles. Uh, that's where I'll be doing the European show. So there'll be a European preview show this week. But for a weekly European preview show, I'll be putting it up on lockbetting.com. Uh, there's a Q&A show there. There's a European football show there. There's um, football packages there like the, the and, uh, and sports packages as well. The football package made a ton of money this week. We went four, four, uh, four out of five, so four and one. And, um, yeah, we've literally only got one bet wrong um, since, since lockbetting.com started. So go over and check that out. Uh, that's where I am. And, um, but, but, of course – the EPL show will always remain here. The Champions League show will always remain here. Uh, James will be returning in about uh, four to six weeks' time. I don't know when we're going to do it. We're just, just going to wait for the draw. And then we'll be there to, here to do a Champions League preview show. And then uh, James will be back again later on in the year for his favourite show, that double, the double-header Christmas show as well. Um, cool. al- unless we comes in for anything else, unless... Southampton are doing a Leicester, and, um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then we'll just, then we'll just need to talk. To yeah, you. yeah. If Southampton did a Leicester, then uh, yeah, I'll be on the radio every week talking about it. But it ain't gonna happen. Trust me, that that ain't gonna happen. All right, guys, thanks for listening. There's other shows this week, as I said, European preview show, which will be done by me, and EPL show week two coming off the back of a ten and two week. Let's hope we can keep it up. Thanks for listening. <laughs>